Yeah, yeah, that's how that's how you you test if you're recording. <laughs> you uh, you rub your finger on the uh microphone. But anyway, yeah. So this is the uh, this is Pete. The Thirty One Days of Dread. Uh, this is gonna be day sixteen, and and we're doing back to back Netflix movies. Uh, we're talking Babysitter right now, available on Netflix. Let's hit that music. We're talking about Netflix being on the roll here, because uh, you know ju- just to review, uh, Mark and I discussed uh, Gerald's Game. Uh, we both enjoyed that movie. I, I still have yet to finish uh, watching it, but based on what he, he, how he described how that movie wraps up, while I sat down with him, uh, I don't know. Like it, Gerald's Game seems like it veers into two fantasy or, or two just. Uh, just separates out of reality like too much, um, but I'll 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 eventually check it out. Uh, and then you know uh, the previous previous movie day fifteen was Little Evil, uh, comedy a horror comedy that uh, is is making fun of the Omen franchise. Um, and before that was the Omen Four: The Awakening, made for TV movie, a continuation of a major film franchise. Uh, first time that's ever been done. Uh, it might have been the first time it's been done since. Uh, anyone that's got information on that, uh, has there been another major film franchise um, continued on TV television? Uh, Omen for the Awakening might be it. But yeah, so we, we're here talking. We're talking about Babysitter from Netflix and uh, another director people uh, love to hate, uh, Mick G. And he's he's been behind some really cool things. Uh, to me, he's he's he just makes cool things. Uh, I, like not not even on the Michael Bay level. Uh, I think he is uh, when it just comes to like if there's such a thing. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm struggling for words here because we're in the uh, six a.m. hour. Uh, if there's like a aesthetic to storytelling or direction for storytelling and. Uh, what the what the umbrella is, uh, what the theme, or uh, you know, like of of the story, the tune. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, he's he I w- he's a notch below Michael Bay. Bay Michael Bay adds a lot of depth, a lot of nuance, a lot of um, deep characterization within his movies, and on top of it, he adds these very um, like simple type humor. Uh, simple is a bad word. <laughs> I'm struggling for words here, and I'm congested. And Dallas is sleeping in his cat tower, looking out the window, checking out, uh, <laughs> checking out birds whenever he hears them flat by. Uh, but yeah, so uh, why why are we talking about babysitter? Um, I don't know. I think this movie is is awesome. The, Mick G has made a must see movie. Like this movie, uh, I I just want to watch it. Uh, like, uh, I gotta pack it in. I gotta go into the office, but I I, I want to watch this movie as soon as possible, right away. Uh, I love the kid in it. I um, everyone in this movie is just awesome. The the kid's just fantastic. Uh, it's so much of this in the beginning, especially in the beginning, 
this movie was uh, a really, really big callback for me and my sister and I because, uh, yeah, she and a couple of the other like girls from the neighborhood, but most mostly my sister, um, protected me from like bullies in the neighborhood and. Uh, man, like that messes with you. Uh, just having uh, uh, like a sister, um, like knowing you're you're uh, like a, a man, like knowing that that you should be able to take and throw a punch, and you should be a little bit fearless. You know these things society uh, teaches teaches us, shows us, displays us, um, and and you, you're not doing it because you're afraid, and your your sister is the one to protect you. And th- this movie really drilled into like th- that memory for me, and and just pulled it out of uh, the grave, and and just reminded me that uh, yeah, I just I owe a lot to my my sister. Uh, she 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 kept me clean. Uh, that's a bad. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, overall plot for Babysitter. Uh, okay, so the, this kid uh, gets this idea that his babysitter is having sex while he's sleeping. And he decides to stay up and and see what's happening. And it turns out that he wakes up uh, or, you know, gets up from his fake sleep and witnesses a satanic ritual <laughs> for everlasting life. And his blood is actually a part of the ritual. Um, but believe it or not, the they just need his blood um, of a innocent, of a pure innocent. Not uh, it doesn't like yeah, I gotta watch it again to to be clear. But I don't think they have to sacrifice him, which is which is kind of cool. They they just need his blood. But from there, it becomes a chase movie. And why why this is so important? It's a chase movie in a house. Okay, so horror movie convention, limited setting, done masterfully. Mick G showed his chops with this freaking movie. Um, it's a studio shot movie, meaning that uh, every time it's nighttime, we're inside of a giant warehouse. But we, we literally have a chase scene that is escalating within a single location. So again, anyone out there that has film ideas that wants to do things that 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 thinks they need caterers and a big production and multiple sets and even like a complex shooting schedule, no. Like it, it, look at McG, look at thirty, look look at McG's babysitter. Look at this movie. Look at Thirty One Demons. Uh, even look at the, the Bunny Man Massacres, which is our day one of the 31 Days of Dread. Uh, it's, I, I would love to say look at Clown, but, but Clown uh, jump, jumps around too much. But you, know, you can also look at Beyond the Gates. Uh, Beyond the Gates is another great example of a limited set production. But yeah, so March and Lauren, uh, you know, we, we have people trying to kill this kid. They're, they're, the police are called, the police are dealt with, uh, you know, and, and that scene is out of the way real quick, and you're kind of like, whoa, like, all right, the cops already showed up, uh, where are we going from here? And boy, does this movie have a cool ending, like, holy crap, it has a cool ending, and uh, it's also like a definition of the, a little bit of the, uh, like, be, like, naive like how naive you are when you're younger to what you don't grasp to the concepts that are alien to you. And you know what? Here's 
here's the crazy thing. These concepts that uh, this, this kid is discovering in this movie, you out there, when you reach adulthood and you, you do these things and you, you heightened uh, when, when you heighten your, your threshold for happiness, meaning having families and uh, doing things within your job and career, um, you, you lose what this kid gains by the end of this movie. That is lost because you're you're giving a lot in life. You're you're giving all of yourself away, but but you're you're not staying true to who you are. You, uh, I call it surrendering, and and this movie is a reminder of what not to surrender, what the attitude of surrendering is, and holy crap, that struck home, and yeah. So Netflix is kicking butt, man. Like ten dollars a month, you can't beat it. You cannot beat it. Oh, I can I can hear my congestion now. Uh, but yeah, so we we have good blood, we have funny blood, uh, we have spiders, we have uh, <laughs> crawl spaces. Uh, we we actually have a treehouse death in this movie, uh, which is that's a little bit horrific. Uh, I would say we have horrific visuals, but not um, the movie itself isn't horrific. So th- this is right. Uh, it's not quite little evil. Uh, you know, uh, it's a little bit more serious than that. But, dude, I love this ending. And Mick G has a love of classic cars. And, yeah, this movie gives it to you. So, you got to do this. You got to do this for me, everyone. Just watch this movie and, and hit me up. Let me know. AKA Pad 13 on Instagram. AKA Pad on, on the Snapper Chat. Snapchat, it, it, Snapchat just literally crashes my phone even at 30%. I don't know what is happening. Uh, it's driving me nuts. Uh, Facebook, Peter A. DeLuca, Facebook, a.k.a. Pad. I am out there. You can probably just Google me. Uh, subscribe, leave comments for this. Uh, you know, with uh, I think SoundCloud is the best platform for comments within a single track. Uh, but, yeah, this is it's, it's a it's a joyful movie on every single level. Uh, again, uh, Mick G, uh, knows how to shoot people <laughs> and everyone's a model in this movie. <laughs> so you, if you love beautiful women, if you love, Hey, Jason X too, full of beautiful women. If you love beautiful women, you got to watch this movie and beautiful women is a part of horror. And it, I don't know who to do this, but it has Mr. Six pack. He's like a college quarterback. He's uh, Mr. Six pack is in this movie. Uh, fitness definition right there. Hey, uh, let's let's go out. Let's eat our kale. Let's let's carve up our abs, everyone, because it can be done. It can be done, okay? Because I'm I, I just watched the movie where the dude is shredded for almost the entire movie, and movies take more than one day to shoot, so he shredded for a couple months. But yeah, uh, Mick G. We gotta talk about Mick G before we uh, bail out. Uh, he's he's behind. Another, if we're talking franchise killing films, Terminator Terminator Salvation is one of those movies. Uh, movie was so hyped, uh, it came out in 2009. Christian Bale, uh, geez, I forget the guy in that. Uh, same, same Worthington. Uh, I always pronounce his, his name right. Let, let me let me go over right here. Um, <laughs> starring, same, yeah, same. Samuel Worthington, yeah, and uh, again, uh, they try and bring back the term. The Terminator franchise has had three franchise-killing movies. <laughs> Term- Terminator 3, Terminator Salvation, and Terminator Genesis. 
uh, 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 you know, Salvation. <coughs> Excuse me. I think I saw Salvation five or six times in the theater, and that's because I was heavily dating at the time. And one, one of them was for this younger kid from the comic book story days that needed a night out uh, because he kind of had a uh, messed up family life. And Term- Terminator Salvation was just a movie that we could go see. So we saw it and then, yeah, really went on a spiral. I was, I was seeing that movie uh, like once a night, just jumping around on, on, on dates. <laughs> so I know, I know Salvation very well. And yeah, it's just because of repeat viewings, it grew on me. I I love the look of the movie. The um, I, I just wish the story and the arc was a little bit more impactful. And I think they they had an opportunity to veer off from the the standard characters. And they 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 I think they missed an opportunity to introduce new characters. And new characters is what is severely lacking in Terminator. Period. Uh, they're locked into the Schwarzenegger Terminator, uh, John Connor, and Sarah Connor. They're and and Reese. So yeah, it's 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 actually probably the biggest franchise that is a limited character franchise, and you know it suffered for it. But uh, regardless, yeah, you know, I remember Mick G discussing how the film processing was for salvation and and the look that he wanted and they were running it through uh silver twice to get this green you know this uh this um almost like platinum looking uh or like over overpass if you're into photoshop uh the overpass filter uh they wanted to get that effect naturally when they processed the the film and salvation was like a, a really big effort on this effect uh, hey, you know, like sometimes movies aren't perfect, but the, all, um, you can always get good takeaways. I, I think some of the, the concepts of the Terminators in this, and, and they expanded the Terminator um, uh, mythology um, because there was different types of Terminators with different purposes. Um, you know, like there, there was a little bit more of a lore with, with these Terminators than in other movies. Uh, actually, in all of them. Uh, yes. So, uh, you know, it, it, they added to that. Uh, definitely um which is funny you know like they they just they don't add much to the the individual characters that we enjoy in terminator but they they did a very good job at adding to the terminator machine lore but yeah so moving on mcgee did charlie angels one and two i i remember seeing charlie angels two in the theater and uh i just <laughs> I, I loved the heck out of full throttle it, it's just like this explosive music video with just endless hot chicks and cool action scenes and i was like the villain in that he was like this irish guy with a faux hawk uh always wanting to be that guy uh he he also he directed we are marshall it's a football movie uh i am usually drawn to towards football movies this is one of the ones i haven't seen but i'm pretty sure they die at the end it's kind of like a hoosiers thing and i i'm i don't want to watch movies like that um uh this means war let me let me see what uh that came out in 2012 oh yeah this means war is a fun movie <laughs> with reese witherspoon chris pine and tom hardy i love this movie uh spy comedy uh three days to kill uh, i i had to look that up i'm very interested in three days to kill kevin costner uh, it looks like it's a revenge movie and he's you know wearing a white collar shirt on, on, on the cover it's a black and white type uh, type movie poster but it's also produced and written by Luke Busson 
fifth element taken yeah uh luke Brisson is behind some really cool action movies uh that there was a paris movie he was in with john travolta uh i think it's called from paris but love uh, Luke Besson's like becoming more and more one of my guys. I, I still haven't seen Valerian, but I, I'm pumped to see Valerian, despite what Mark says. Uh, yeah, so we have Three Days to Kill, 2014. Uh, Charlie's Angels, just to give a little bit of reference, came out in 2000. So he's been making movies for 18 years. Um, so we got Three Days to Kill, and then we have The Babysitter, uh, 2017. And this movie, too, has an incredible... Um, poster artwork and I don't know like I guess is is that the one drawback <laughs> is that is this the one un- unintended consequence from a, a Netflix taking over rightfully so uh, is is what do we do about these movie posters like they, uh, they create great thumbnails but can I get this I would own this movie poster I think the artwork and the uh, it's it's not even like a red it's like a like a deep fuchsia uh, single tone poster. Um, yeah, you know, like I don't know. I'll be all for it. Hey, can you guys hear Dallas? He is. He's going crazy for food, for more food because he already ate this cat. This cat's crazy. He eats so much. I can't even. Uh, I, I can't even comprehend how he. He. People say the same thing about me. I think. I think Dallas is is a spirit animal version of myself while I'm still alive. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. So you gotta go see babysitter you gotta uh, go through mcg's movies and appreciate what he does look he's he's also he also create i think he created the um or revitalized or reintroduced the action tv show and by by this i mean uh in 2002 and yeah like during uh mcg kind of had real real momentum but it was uh a, a show called fast lane uh, it was on Fox, uh, and it was in a car action-driven show. It only lasted 22, 23-something episodes. And this led the way for shows like Strike Force or Strike Back on Cinemax, and even the current Lethal Weapon series, which McG direct, directed uh, two or three episodes of. Um, but bringing like, a real action aesthetic to network television was not really... Uh, conceived, approached, or done before. You know, like 18 Night Rider, Night Rider, yes. I'm sure there's other ones that were one season that are long forgotten, but those are the, the standouts. But he he definitely um, brought his look to television, and he did some good things. I mean, he's also one of the producers behind the OC. Uh, yeah, I would say very influential for only four seasons, uh, Definite bang for the punch. Uh, Supernatural, he's one of the producers behind Supernatural, which is his entire aesthetic as a, almost like a, uh, like a monster hunter, Van Helsing type show with these two dudes. And dude, uh, that show is from 2005 to now. And so the guy has chops. He's definitely an idea machine. Uh, he he knows how to get his aesthetics into other filmmakers and projects, you know, like his look, his feel. So give take Mick G off the hook, appreciate his his movies, and know what his intent is for for these movies. But do yourself a favor, watch Babysitter, and then then watch it again and develop a drinking game. I say this a lot, but I don't. Hey, alcohol alcohol is just amazing. 
So develop a drinking game around Babysitter and, and let me know what that drinking game is because I want to play it. Maybe we'll live stream it. But yeah, uh, signing off. Everyone, have, have, a, have a great day. Have a wonderful day. Uh, 31 Days of Dread, signing off.